too. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Constructing the Clubhouse of World's number one podcast about building a comedy club in Barcelona during a pandemic. I am your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtha. Joining me is my beautiful co-host, Johnny Boy Alice. Hello. Good to be back. Wonderful to be back. Johnny Boy, we're fucking constructing the clubhouse. We have been building a lot of clubhouse recently. It's uh, it's coming together. Holy Lord. When was the last time we podcast? Uh, just after Edinburgh, we did the the gangs back together with, with Hannah. Oh. Uh, and and we talked about she'd been on a trip and I'd obviously been away that month and Did you had a hectic month. We posted it exclusively on YouTube. I never posted it on the other thing. So oh, probably shit. most of our listeners never got to it, but a few random strangers. Uh, Just a, uh, a reminder that if you do enjoy constructing the clubhouse, you can find us on YouTube now. Yep, you can see our faces and everything. Be sure um, to like the bells and subscribe to buttons and all that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just just watch it. Just watch it and like us, please. <laughs> Jesus. Please like us. Um, another big update episode. Oh, my uh, goodness. I feel like maybe every episode of this podcast is just going to be a big update yeah. from now on. So, well, it's been, what, two or three months, and we have been busy. Yeah. Um, Let's, what, what all do we have to... Up, we, we've done a couple more improvements. We've created a plan. Uh, you've traveled a bit. You've traveled a bit. I've I wanted to hear about your tour. You went to Romania. Yeah. Let's hear, find out, how was your tour? How did the tour go? Terrible. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I've been telling people it's a financial success and a commercial failure. I, uh, let's see, I sold 26... Financial success and commercial failure. I'm sorry, artistic success. Oh, okay, all right. Which, like, necessitates a commercial failure. Uh-huh. It's, only, it's the only way to be real and not a sellout. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I did Bucharest, Cluj in Romania, and then I went over to Bulgaria in a town called Sofia. Sold 26 tickets in Bucharest, performed at Club 99. Fantastic club, great people. They were fucking super professional. Cool. And nobody knows why I didn't sell tickets. Because um, they helped me promote. I paid, you know, 100 or more euros in promotion. You've been on Romanian television. Yeah. Could be that. Um. Then I go over to Cluj and I sell like maybe fifteen tickets. Mm, okay. Now that there was like a new venue, they usually have a reach, and again, they don't know why I didn't sell more. I did have two people who saw me on Romanian television come to that show, though. Oh, the cool, that's fun. So, yeah. And then in Sofia, Bulgaria is a uh, is essentially the armpit of the world. It's a fucking shithole. Yeah. I fucking hate it. That's interesting. I've always heard good things about um, Sofia. I'm sh- <laughs> the the place or the lady. The, the place. I heard it was like a pretty cool, like what, what, like a cheap European destination. That's like sick. Like Croatia was ten years ago. Yeah. Really, you know? Actually, to be fair, the city is really nice, or like the the central part where all the the main buildings are. It's really cute. They got a lot of ton of cute restaurants and nice parks. But I I landed at one o'clock in the morning. I get to my hotel and they said, "Oh, sorry, sir, we don't have your reservation." I'm like, "What the fuck? Yes, you do." It's in your computer. He's like, oh, I can't use the computer. So like, what the hell year is this? Jeez. And I, I stormed out. I kicked over an ashtray. One of those, ash, you know, cans that, like the... Yeah, like, like the freestanding ones? Yeah, I fucking wailed that shit out of my way out. Um, wow, that's, um, that's intense. That's like... Yeah. Well, because, you know, and then I'm wandering around fucking downtown Bulgaria, 2 o'clock in the morning, trying to find a hotel with a room. And yeah. it's not like, I don't know... You know, I don't know what the crime situation in Bulgaria is. That's very dodgy. Yeah. I um, similar thing happened to me in Venezuela. 
I got to the capital, Caracas, and, and tried to go to my hostel at like 4.30 in the morning or something rather. And it, the hostel just didn't exist. It was online, but it was like, yeah, no, we closed the doors. So I just ended out. I just had to like sit in the corner of a street. I saw some police in the distance, but I was like, I can't, I'm not going to ask them for help because they will rob me. Yeah. Uh, so I just like sat in a corner and tried to look homeless, uh, which... Did you sleep the night on the street? Yeah, I mean, I had t- two or three hours. I, I didn't okay. sleep at all. I, I was like <laughs> wide awake and, and, and panicking. That's funny. Um, you probably looked like a drug addict just because you're anxious and nervous. Twitching, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rocking backwards and forwards. Paranoid. Uh, but yeah, I made it. I made it. Didn't get stabbed. Didn't have to stab anyone. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> too bad. I did get stabbed later on. I, I got... Maybe you can see on camera I got a tiny little scar on my thumb. Wow. Yeah, from a, from a stabbing. Uh, what cool. a survivor. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, but like overall the tour was... I mean, it was, it's a lot of fun. I also, I spent money like a f- asshole. Oh, yeah. Taxi cabs and nicer than I needed hotels, mm-hmm. you know, like 100 euros a night, which I shouldn't have done. But one day, one day I'll be selling enough tickets that I can afford all that. Yeah, yeah. You live the, live the, the lifestyle for the, for the income that you want. Yeah. Um. I'm going to manifest it by my lifestyle. So I started dressing like a billionaire recently. Just um, I've known it. Yeah. Track pants and t-shirts. Yep. Same clothes every day. Oh, we got to talk about Sam Bank Pride or whatever that guy's name is. Latest billionaire to to go tits up. He did the crypto exchange oh, that's going on. Oh, yeah. There. Let's. I don't know if I want to draw too much attention to to crypto tanking. Let's. Well, no, and it's not. It's not. It has nothing to do with constructing the clubhouse right now. We got our crypto. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the, sort of the meat of, of things. I, I had uh, a moment like post Edinburgh after the last podcast where I like I got a massive tax bill that I had to pay. I had to pay tax on all of the money that I took out of crypto for oh, the clubhouse shit. in the first place, and obviously all that money's just like spent and gone. And then I had Edinburgh, which was like you know wildly expensive. So all of this came up, and then like. So about one month ago, I had, for the first time, literally since I was five years old, I had uh, 0.00 in in my um, personal bank account, Uh, which is like, and I'm homeless at the moment as well, right? So I split up with my girlfriend and and I've been on uh, friends. Johnny Boy, on the rocks. And and all sorts. So I'm thinking maybe that was the low point, because like, I'm staying with... Harris, sorry, that's not the low point. Harris is <laughs> letting me uh, stay with him, which is very nice. But I'm staying like with his family, and I'm like tucked away in a room, and it's uh, a little weird. And then I had zero money in my bank account, and didn't know how I was going to get more money as well. Um, but then I booked two acting jobs. The first one, by the way, for Little, which is like the most single person supermarket in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then they put me on the ad for like Singles Day as well, which is uh, kind of funny. And then another one. So it's like that all came in and it's all turned around on that side of things. And it seems to have turned around uh, on the clubhouse side of things as well. It feels like we're on a... Everything's turning up, Johnny boy. A new buzz, right? A new oh, wave. Oh, man. So I, yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that you're you're back on sound financial footing. Tours and, big, or not, and barcodes? Did that just completely dry up? Well, tours I could do if I wanted to. And, I, and you know, in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm always like, if all of this fails, I can just go and do tours and I could write my own tour at this stage and, and do it. Um, barcodes is actually pretty good. actually does all right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Which reminds me, though, I still owe you November's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's on its yeah. way. I'm waiting on a, a next paycheck. And then actually a little nervous for myself for next month. But, but the club is taking off. Yeah, uh, we've we've been putting together all the numbers and all our philosophy and everything. We've kind of we've assembled a team and we've been working with the team. We've assembled a team. Uh, yeah, we've been putting a team together and working with them on creating kind of the grand plan for the comedy clubhouse, the big plan we called it. Yeah, uh, and it's good. It's good to like get everything lined up and and I was able to actually properly look at all the numbers and how they're going and. Everything's trending in the right direction, which is what we've been saying for a while now. But just because we do go into the dirty financial details on this podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, we, from September to October, we beat our drink sales, our record drink sales from September to October by 1500 euros. I was convinced we weren't going to do better than that because October was like Halloween. It was absolutely crazy. Um, Halloween that we had... Uh... Like, double sold-out shows, two nights in a row. Yeah, record drink sales in, what, like the seven or eight hundreds per night? Uh, yeah. There, I yeah, I mean, uh, for that for that Halloween weekend, it was like a thousand on Friday and Saturday or something. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think we were going to beat that at all. That's why I wanted to put all these numbers in the, in the plan before we got to the end of November. But I've just looked at how November's going and we're, like, on track to beat it again by twice as much as we beat it last time. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on, but, like, every night at the club... Not every night. Thursdays suck. <laughs> almost. Almost. Yeah. Last night was good. Last night was really last good. Last night was good. We had the funniest Ficker, um, the Barcelona comedy competition. We're doing all three of the heats at the comedy clubhouse, uh, which is cool. Community building. Yeah. We are hosting it, but we're not running the Ficker. Yeah, it's a little. It's running here. Yeah, I guess is is probably the way to do it. No, we don't have anything to do with the organization. No, but like to get back to your point about things getting our tracking. Yeah. So this past month, uh, or what? We're like two or three weeks into November right now. Mm -hmm. For like ticket sales have generally gone up across the board. Mondays are they they had forty five people in the house and we sold probably thirty five tickets for it. Yeah. Uh, Bomb Shelter has really come on strong. Bomb Shelter is our, our, our premier show now, which is great. Yeah. Tab has been strong as well. Mm-hmm. Had 45 uh, tickets sold for the last show. Show Up Go Up has 54 reservations for tomorrow. Get the fuck as out. As of now. How? Um, I mean, it's free, I guess, is the thing. And uh, some Instagram page posted it. I hadn't, hadn't even heard of them. They're like, these are the, the free things to do in Barcelona. So I'm like, cool. We'll yeah. see what kind of crowd shows up. But uh, Man. Uh, All right. Maybe I'll have to come in for a spot. Yeah, please do. I don't know. Uh, like, comedians are sometimes worried that they're not getting on enough open mics. And I'm sitting here going, like, show up, go up. There's every week. Almost yeah. no one shows up. And there's <laughs> there's a freaking great audience every single time. Has so. there been... Because I, I haven't shown up. But, like, I'm... I don't know if we'll talk. About, I'm like burnt out, man. Yeah. 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 Me too. Uh, but yeah, I'll come in. Maybe I'll come in this week. It's it's getting a little frustrating because we have these killer for uh, for bomb shelter. I have tremendous crowds, and I've given the the improvers a spot every week mm-hmm. to be like, hey guys, come do your thing for 10, 15 minutes. 
And every week it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be free. I don't know. I'm like, there's 65 people. Yeah, what are you doing? Ready to laugh. Like, aren't you a performer? Isn't mm -hmm. this what you live for? And then some of, I don't know. I guess it's not hard to book shows. I mean, Bomb Shelter books itself now. But I'm I, wondering if, uh, are we getting enough comics through here? I think a little bit more range would be nice. I think I think there's a, a habit when it comes to running shows to just go to the people that you know. And I do the same. Yeah. Often it's like last minute on a, on a Saturday. Like if I need people for show up, go up. It'll be like Harris I probably talk to because he's in Your the living room, room you know. Uh, so... I think there's just a natural tendency towards ease, which leads to... The shows that you're comfortable to. Yeah, like the comedians you're comfortable with or whatever it is. Yeah. So it'd be nice to, to try and engineer uh, a bit more variety into all of our shows, I think. Indeed. That was one of the comments. We're doing um, cus uh, comedian feedback uh, oh. on, on the clubhouse. We've had about 24 comedians fill out the form at this stage. Well, before we get into anything else about the rising tide at the comedy clubhouse... Um... Well, just that we kind of knew that it was rising, didn't we? Yeah. And we, so so September was like a, a profitable month for us. And then as soon as we made money, we were like, okay, how are we going to spend this money? Oh, um, and so we hired a video editor, yeah. Vim, who is the one making this podcast good now. We should actually have her be our guest next week. Yeah, that'd be cool, for sure. Uh, we could do like an extended content brainstorm session right yeah, we we'll, could just brainstorm on the podcast if people like it then that's mm -hmm. cool and if they want to steal the idea that's fine we'll just have another one well i, I want to start a brainstorm writer's room podcast mm -hmm. that's what tamar was talking about yep. um i love it when i had lunch with him yesterday but it's it's you know tamar said that he couldn't have lunch with me yesterday oh really uh-huh wow uh did you ask him to have lunch or did he ask you to have lunch and then he was like psyched not with you Oh, sorry, Matt. I wanted to talk to the real owner. Um, do you know what? I was doing this thing the other day because I, I like measured someone's wine too carefully. Uh, and, and they were like, oh, what's going on here? You know, and I, and I was like, no, nah, it's, it's the big boss, Matt. You know, like he doesn't let, it, let me get yeah. away with any like there's cameras everywhere. And like um, someone else, Bart or someone jumped on board and they were like, yeah, he's like a psycho. <laughs> uh, and then everyone started talking about like who the owner was. And they're really? like, yeah, it's this guy. And he's like, he looks like this. And I'm like, well, you don't know there's two owners. <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh yeah, on the nights that you're not working, I tell everybody you're my assistant. I, <laughs> I should have, I probably should have told you that. Sorry about that. Uh, totally fine. I don't need to be. Oh, John, yeah, he cleans the toilets here. I don't need to be recognized um, for your hard work. All right, that can't be true, though. Don't you feel sometimes a little, I don't know, chagrined about the work you put into the place, running fucking shows every night, you're providing a home for the comedians, and then they say, uh. You're out of toilet paper. Um, I, yeah, I think everyone feels like their work goes underappreciated, mm. uh, especially around the clubhouse. Um, it's, kind yeah. of, it's kind of our policy. Um, so I do feel like that a little bit um, sometimes, but not well, not in general. I think most people recognize like the value of what we're doing. They're certainly like getting the value out of what we're doing, so hopefully yeah. it occurs to them at some stage that, that you know it's happening. That's, um, well, oh, I, I lost my, I had a perfect segue, but talking about not appreciate, oh, here's, here's what it is. Not appreciate, showing enough appreciation. One, uh, I know that you're coming up with some ideas for maybe a Christmas party for mm -hmm. showrunners and things like that. And then two, then we can talk about our comedian feedback survey. 
See, what else do these people feel? Uh, yeah, Besides sure. Besides unappreciated. I've got a bunch of notes. Some of them are unexpected, actually. Uh, and some of them are, are, just, are just what we would expect. Uh, comedian, showrunners party. Yeah, I think we should try and book out a night um, between Christmas and New Year's. Although, to be honest, um, I'm getting kicked out of Harris's house over Christmas and New Year's. Um because his daughter's coming home, his real family's going to be around. Um, lame. Super lame. So I have to find a place to live. And we'll see. We'll for have to that talk week about. or are you looking permanent? No, just for like two and a half weeks or something like that. So I might try and stay on someone's couch. Matt. And I might go to Malta as well. Um, I do have a couch. We'll see. I, Going I, back to Malta. Yeah, I, th- I might as well, because my, my brother's there with his family, so it's like, I could probably spend Christmas there. And, oh, does he live there? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. Um, yeah, so I visited recently. This cruise finished in, in Malta. Um, yeah. And it was cool. It was a great chance. Yeah, you, you, you deserve a break. <laughs> I, uh, I keep getting these jobs um, that I can't say no to. But no, because they're like it's not. it's good money. It's better money than like working the clubhouse or whatever. And and as we've already covered, I did need the money, yeah. but I get that it feels a bit like I'm like sorry, Matt. Uh, you have to work your ass off this weekend, Halloween oh. weekend, because I have that to go on a cruise so ship rough. for six days or whatever. And Javi was off that weekend too. Yeah. But actually, it, it, you know, for all I complain, it's not hard work, yet at all. And Bart was an enormous help. Yeah. It's weird because I complain a lot more than actually, you know, that really warrants when it. You actually feel, yeah. It just, yeah, it just feels like a lot for some reason. Well, you got to get your complaints in, right? Because then I'm going to feel more guilty about it. And then I'll feel yeah. like I have more making up to do Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I come back. Hey, it's um, just as long as you feel bad. You don't have to make it up. I just wanna, oh, cool. Let me just twist the knife. I feel bad all the time. Yeah. Um, Bart's great. The cool thing about Bart is that he, like, hangs out here often anyway so yeah. so sometimes it, like you'll be like probably don't need two people and then it gets crazy all of a sudden which has been happening a lot recently and you can be like but save me he'll just like jump in and help out you know if there's like too many women in the line he'll come up on the bar and make sure he talks to every one of them yeah javi was saying he was he's uh, got a flirting problem yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, holding things up uh do you want to talk more about the big plan at all well, let's talk about the customer surveys. Sure. All right, I mean the comedian surveys, and then we can... Yeah, then we'll talk about the plan, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, about 24 results. Uh, a couple of common themes. Hold on now. So, you decided... You, you and Maud wrote some surveys for both customers and comedians? Yeah, so we're, basically we've, we've got these, like, customer profiles, and, like, the main profile is a customer, uh, but the other kind of groups of people that we're trying to appeal to are uh, uh, established comedians, like touring comedians, people like Dragos Christian, in my opinion, or that sort of, or Tama, for example. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the open mic beginner comedian type thing. So we're just trying to figure out how best to appeal to all uh, all of the different groups. Let's give a shout out to our ideal customer, Mr. Marcus from Sweden. Yeah, Marcus Alexander. Um, I was having to write what the ideal customer was, and and I just based it off of him. Um, he's young, uh, beautiful, tattooed, million of friends. Super friendly. Got a girlfriend, so they come for date nights. But yeah. is also like the ringleader of his sort of friend group. So he'll decide we're heading up comedy tonight or whatever it is. Um, he earns good money. Uh, he's creative, but not in comedy so there's yeah. like a respect for the creativity but he's not uh, like 
well, whatever. Stealing our shine. Um, yeah, yeah. Big ups to, to, to Marcus. And then for um, the comedian surveys, what did you, what did you ask? A uh, whole range of questions, but I, I wanted to get like, the what's the worst comedy show you've ever performed at? Like, what made it bad? What's what's the continual frustrations of, of, of working at the the clubhouse? If you had a magic, I love the magic wand question. But if you had a magic wand uh, and could change everything in the clubhouse immediately, what changes would you make? Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Yep. Um, and common themes are that the green room is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Noted. Fair enough. Um, I actually already kind of fixed it. The neighbor came and cleaned the other day on on Wednesday on oh, cool. Tuesday. She did two and a half hours. I figure if she comes every Wednesday, we'll keep the other guy because I don't want to fire him. Um, And she can just, we can just be like, this week focus on this area or whatever. So like one area gets a deep clean once a week uh, and then uh, the other guy comes and and does like Monday, Friday. Perfect. Uh, Anyway, so that's hopefully going to be fixed. There's too much junk around, common theme in the comments and it's just, true like the more yeah. the more drinks we sell the more shit we have to stack in the corner and it's like yeah it's just getting uh excessive so like some kind of hyper efficient storage system uh would be amazing uh, and then a lot of people keen to have like shows filmed or like access to better filming equipment and stuff like that which is like we get and would be good for us and then also yeah. the back the background of the stage is is probably a pretty high priority priority Partly because we're doing all this social media stuff um, okay. these days. So it just seems like you make that change and everything you do from that point on. It's like the name of a show, right? You name the show right and then everything else you do is going to be Follows just a that. little bit better, you know? Um, so, yeah, some people said it was hard to find, uh, but I think they should, they should be able to figure it out now, I think. Yeah, I mean, we could have a... So... As part of that plan, aforementioned plan, we um, we created a list of quick quick fixes we can do to improve the clubhouse. And on that list was a sign that actually sticks out into the street some, you know, instead of just being flush against the building. Could be that, yeah. Sure. Um, also, the sign can be lit better as well. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, what did you have? What did you just say was priority? Oh, storage, cleaning. Filming. Filming. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we know it. And then there was a oh, the stage, the stage, the stage yeah. background, and then there was a few people. And I was surprised, but quite a few people mentioned that it feels very trapping to be in a basement, and they're worried there might be a fire or there might be a stampede, and the, and the door opens inwards. So if there is a stampede, it's people can't get out. Um, mm. So. Yeah, I don't really know exactly what to do about that. I was like complaints about the stairs, and I'm like, well, the stairs exist, you know, it's not. Yeah. Well, the only, the best solution is to find a new place. In the meantime, what we can do is I want to put a, like a rope ladder up where the fire pole should be. Mm-hmm. At least that way, give people a chance to climb out. <laughs> um, or at least the appearance that they could climb out. Sure. Uh, we sh- we can change the the way the door to the to the showroom opens so it opens out. I never would have thought of that. Mm-hmm. God, there's some real fucking doom doom thinkers. Well, we do have a show called Bomb Shouter where we run all these ads trying to scare people into the basement, basically. Yeah. All right, fair. Um, but on the so we we on that list of things to do, 
I think it's only like a one or two or three month list. We could prioritize fixing the stage backdrop, mm -hmm. even if it's just one of those banner signs. Um, yeah, for me, like... And it will spell comedy correctly. Yeah, yeah, we've had to, we've had to fold on that one. There's some, some things that are like fun ideas at the start, but uh, we should I have... I still say they're wrong. We should have just immediately spelt... Well, you should have no. spelt it right immediately. No. And we should have changed it the second we knew it was wrong. But we should have changed everything to comedy. These are the things that are going to be like iconic in the future, though. Hell fucking You know, I, I've, I've been trying to think about why tourists don't want to come to comedy, and I think it's because, like, if I'm doing a tour, I've always had a hard time getting tourists to come to a show afterwards. And I think that's because they're in Spain. They want to do something that's like Spanish traditional, go to yeah. flamenco or eat tapas or something like that. And I want to explain to people, like, the only reason that this isn't a traditional thing to do in Spain is that we haven't had the history yet. Like, the history hasn't yeah. happened. In just, 50 years, they'll be coming just because it's there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Speed of which, how do, we, how do you feel about using, uh, it's not quite false advertising, but let's say it's as, maybe a bit aspirational. We call it, in the name, the world-famous comedy clubhouse. The world-famous comedy clubhouse. Yeah. We changed the, changed the name of it. Um, uh, we, we, I guess we don't have to change the name on, on you know, like, on government paperwork, but, like, on our mug here, we could write world-famous on the top. Yeah, I guess, like, we could have a world-famous sticker that we put over the top of a lot of stuff. Okay, or that. Um... But you're not opposed to calling us a world famous. I'm I'm okay with referencing it in conversation. I don't think we'll ever get to get it to take off. No, like world famous Nathan's hot dogs. Because we, I mean, they know about us now in several parts of the of the world. Yeah. 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 I'd say a lot of the, the top comedians in the world probably know of a vague thing happening yeah. in Europe somewhere. Um, Man, that line by Maya was perfect last night. She goes, uh, it's failed slogans for the comedy clubhouse. And she says, a bunch of amateur comics and Michelle Wolf." <laughs> and she hadn't been, she'd been in the city for like six hours. So yeah, she's, they know about us. Yeah. yeah. They know what we've got cooking. Should you tell them? Well, we don't know, know yeah. that we've got that cooking. Um, hopefully big, hopefully big stuff uh, in the future. Let's just yeah. Yeah, we're we're pitching various interested parties. Yeah, we we're, we've already expanded the team a little bit to include um, that's a, true a few other people. We've we've included Hannah Becker as an official owner, owner of the comedy club part house, owner. part yeah. owner. Um, so she's involved, and also Noah, and also Belinda, Belinda Filippelli, who for this big plan that we did was super useful and and Absolutely. will continue to be useful she's a, a successful business lady and she has like a, the whole engine of her company behind her so it's like she has people she can assign work to and she she it gets it done so fast knows and so stuff well. and yeah so that's so that's a, a big change that's happened recently that we've kind of expanded the team yeah. a little bit you're you're witnessing the professionalization of the comedy clubhouse, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and with this whole big plan that we've been doing, because we've seen the numbers also clearly, and we've seen how it's uh, growing, we've sort of come to the conclusion that this isn't our forever home. Yeah. Uh, it can't be our forever home. In fact, if the numbers keep going up 
like they've been going up, if they continue accelerating like they've been accelerating recently, like January, we won't fit in this place at all. Um, we can obviously manage the numbers uh, yeah. and like put up prices and stuff like that. But yeah, it's always easy to reduce people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just. To discourage people from We'll just do out. solos every night, me and you. Back to back solos. It's the only show. I had somebody um, ask me for my solo the other night. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's funny. So, have you thought about what kind of a venue you'd like? What the dream comedy clubhouse is uh, of the future? Not exactly. I guess it would look a little bit like um, that bar across the street I, that I don't want to say their name. Mint. Oh yeah. You know what? What I want, uh, I want some place with a, a food license with a big room in in the basement, and uh, um, a bar or two. Mm. That's about and like a big capacity. Big capacity. Multiple rooms. I think. I think three rooms for comedy. I mean, the ideal definitely is like three separate rooms that you could put small shows and meetings in. Mm-hmm. In addition to having the the license and uh and and bars, I would love like three levels. Top level is like members only bar. Um, basement level is like massive showroom, and then maybe there's one performing room on the top level and, and one performing room on the yeah. uh, the the main level. Was it the comedy store? I think in LA has the belly room, which is like a small room where they do real open mics. And it's like upstairs, and then they have the main room. Uh-huh. So something like that, because I mean. The reason why you're saying that, right, is we want to have multiple shows simultaneous yep. so that, you know, we can have a big showcase while also teaching some class. Yeah, for sure. There's like, there's, there's such a hunger for, for running shows. Um, we could, if we had three rooms, we could have shows starting every 20 minutes and like quick changeovers and uh, it just seems like, seems like the, the direction to go. The dream. Plus being able to just unleash at the bar would be insane. I mean, we're, we're like, the bar's doing well, obviously, but craft, for example, um, make, sell like 40 grand worth of drinks a month. So, you know, we're at, we're projected for like 12 for, um, for this month. Yeah. So it's like, I, I really think the second we change to a new venue, we double the amount of drinks that we sell. Um, if it's a proper bar license and we yeah. kind of get to be a bit free and stay open until, you know, three o'clock in the morning on Saturdays and Fridays. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. One day, one day, one day it's going to happen. Uh, we got a couple minutes. Yeah. we got a little bit of time. Um, before we do our comedy clubhouse board game podcast. Yeah, I'm doing a, a new podcast called... Oh, it's not a podcast, I guess. Well, whatever. It's called Board Games at the Clubhouse, where Video board series? people play board games at the Comedy Clubhouse, um, which is a lot of fun. It's honestly... I was I was thinking about just, like, playing board games with friends, and then I was like, but I don't have any evenings free. I can't really do that. And then I was like, oh, luckily I have a lot of unemployed friends <laughs> who are, like, keen to chill on a, on a Friday afternoon, uh, which is sweet. Uh, I'm feeling like really good about the the online stuff that we're doing uh, yeah. these days. I've, I've like I've just been thinking that it, like it's insane 
how much information there is on how to do good videos online and get people to watch them, right? Yeah. It's like the one industry where literally the most successful person at doing it, like Mr. Beast or whoever, but Mr. Beast has like hours and hours and hours of him talking about what makes a good video, uh, yeah. what analytics to be looking at. So we have perfect instructional information. We have perfect reporting on the videos that we do. So you, you find out exactly how long people are watching it for. You find out when they drop off. You find out which videos do better than others. And then we have... A creative team, which is us, but uh, that any feedback can be sort of fed into. And with support. And with a huge amount of support. Uh, And then we're just creating this lovely little virtuous cycle where we plug things in, see how they do, adapt, and then plug them in again. And it's like, you just do that for a while, and it for sure, (laughs) I don't want to say for sure, but it seems like it should work. Yeah. And if it's not working, we're doing something wrong content-wise, and we have to change it. Yeah, I have to say this. It's the most exciting part of the the job here right now, I think. Mm -hmm. Or at least for me and looking forward. I can't wait. Weirdly enough, I'm like preventing myself from really getting started. Like I have a number of scripts in my head that I just won't let myself write. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I think for, you know, it's a big jump for us. It is. It's really putting, it's really, for me, I know it's officially putting my face out there and saying like, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." Yeah, yeah. This is this is my art. The, yeah, like um, I'm I'm at, all right. I'm actually trying now. For you know? sure. But it's I mean it's just it's like so it's slow. Fun. It's it's like it's a lot of fun. I'm sure what we're doing and what we will be doing is going to be good. And then people just like to see you. People, if you think about online content, yeah. people listen to Twitch streamers for like six hours, including myself, right? Uh, shout out T90. <laughs> um, so yeah, people just want to see you day in, day out. Uh, yeah. And if the videos like we're doing at the moment are 20 seconds long, I don't know, you're not like taking too much out of someone's day. No. If it sucks, which I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's all weird. I can't believe it's working. I mean, like, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're about to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of Saturday, Saturday Night Live podcasts. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they had Lauren Michaels. And he's like, I think the the number one thing in comedy is that they look at what you're doing and say, gee, that looks like fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, we've managed to get ourselves a job where if we have fun, we'll be successful. For sure. That's, like, the number one rule we have to have it's like just enjoy it this is where like the the this so we have a social media planner julia now as well so yeah, she's yeah. like posting stuff and there's sort of rules as to when and where we're supposed to post stuff but sometimes it's like no we just made a goofy video this is what's happening now and this is what in my opinion yeah. we should be posting to keep things organic i mean we should obviously do the plan and be tracking stuff and all of that but keeping things organic i think is super important well the plan can be organized and scheduled and then you just lay the uh, organic stuff on top whenever totally. it comes. Totally. And we, we really do need to encourage people to use the Clubhouse phone for, for posting that stuff. Yeah, we should... Uh, Javi doing that, I think, is, is or, yeah, whoever. good. Or Bart, like, if he's around. Bart, them, Jamie on um, Bomb Shelter Nights. For sure. I love having a video editor. It's like... I came in on, on Thursday and it was like, all right, 
we were, we were doing the big plan, but I was like, no, we're not we're not doing that today. Let's let's go. Like we put up a green screen. We like filmed a bunch of stuff. I had this idea for like a bed bug, uh, video thing. Uh, we ended up doing the one where I count to ten and and oh, I like that. that one. Um, we've reached ten TikTok subscribers. Well, now just after that one that I released, we've gone all the way up to twenty two. 22 on TikTok. Um, so, yeah, about to explode there. TikTok, surprisingly, I mean, the kind of the reason we were trying to make stuff is that TikTok seemed like a really soft way to get people to pay attention to you. Yeah. Um, so far on TikTok, we're doing a lot worse than uh, YouTube and hmm. Instagram. But we'll see. I think I think eventually Dance kind of more. something goes viral on TikTok. But it's also insane how... Like, the, how much video quality matters. Um, yeah. it, it's... If a video doesn't get watched, you get, like, four chances for people to watch a video and like it, and then that's it. It just disappears. You get So some of our videos we have, like, five views on because they just... <laughs> they didn't click yeah. or whatever. You know what? We should probably coordinate some time and, like, force a video up. Be like, all right, guys... We need 25 of you to watch this all at the same time and like it. Yeah. And do, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be cool if um, we were sort of coordinating and sharing information with other people that are doing similar stuff. I think, so like Hector's posting a lot on, on TikTok, for example. Yeah. Um, or, I don't know, whoever else that wants to make content. I was reading something in the New York Times saying that like Biden might try to shut down TikTok or he should or Trump was right about Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, shut down TikTok. Insane. Mm, I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll follow through. I can't imagine, but that was pretty bonkers. Uh, anything else to cover in today's? Um, no. I mean, that's kind of it. That's our that's our general plan. Hopefully, everything uh, keeps going well. Thanks for everyone that comes and does stuff and oh, yeah. likes it and. Coming puts up more. with us and and all of that we're um taking everyone's suggestions seriously these days kind of a new new policy where we listen to feedback and act on it um so if except you're a, for bart except for bart fuck bart fuck needs to listen more um flirt less yeah and no you're doing great bart that's it. I'm, yeah, and stoked with stoked with the team we've put together as well. I I felt super good about the plan and, and how yeah. it all, all came together. So speaking of which, let's give Johnny Boy big props for taking the lead on the plan. He fucking wrote it out, wrote well. By the way, thank you. Yeah, I was, uh, without meaning offense, I was surprised at how well it was written. Um, uh, that's great. Yeah, I think the problem was that, like, when I was kind of drafting it, I write stuff that's, like, almost to myself, and then... No, it was very much notes to yourself. It's, like, graph this, big bars, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had I had lots of ideas while I was doing it, but... Delete uh, later. One that's maybe a good way to finish the podcast is is that in the, in the wake of COVID, like, so many bars and restaurants and stuff shut down during COVID, you know? There was, there was like, the oldest restaurant in Barcelona shut down, and it was, like, big news and, and all sorts of stuff. But, like, in that lull after COVID, rents dropped, and people started doing these associations more, and just different businesses were allowed to crop up that wouldn't have been allowed to crop up before. So we've got, like, Big Improv, yeah. for example, uh, my friends... 
uh, Marco and Ivano have like a pizza restaurant that they're doing sort of thanks to COVID. We're doing this, obviously. Uh, and I have this idea of like a, a, you know how you see the the skylines of Barcelona with the Sagrada Familia on them yeah. and all of this. I have this idea of like a cultural skyline of like the stuff that people do that's like a, a quintessential Barcelona experience, um, like having cans at Marcaba, for example. Um, and I think that uh, at some stage, the Comedy Clubhouse is going to be one of the buildings on that skyline. It might be the Sagrada Familia of the cultural skyline of <laughs> Barcelona. Who knows? Um, Forever under construction. But we're dreaming, dreaming big. Hell yeah, let's do it. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, yeah. Starting another venue, man. Fun. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. We'll be back again next week in a regular systematic way. Now that we've got a podcast studio, everything we've got planned, everything's up and running. Well, we've got bartenders. Weekly now, yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Dr. Matthew Murtha. Uh, I've been John Ellis. And this has been Constructing the Clubhouse. Thank you and good night. Peace.